What's up, everybody? It's here with Girl Country. My name is Brian Joyner, and this is When Killers Get Caught, a podcast devoted to deep dives um, to serial killers and all that good stuff. Whatever Brittany says in the beginning. And also, when I come in and I talk about all the creepy, kooky stuff in the world that I found this week. Um, just a short note. Obviously, you can tell that my co-host... Miss Brittany Ransom is not here this week. Um, funny story, and you'll laugh. Um, so, apparently, her laptop—actually, not her laptop. Her, no, it was actually her laptop. Um, so we found out by some unknown events that her laptop was actually a Decepticon in disguise. Um, I'm not at liberty to say um, how we found this out. There was a big truck with flames on the side of it. It was red and blue. That's all I'm going to say. And maybe some robot fights happened. Um, either way, during these fights, her laptop got destroyed. And she is not able to record this week with me. So you guys are getting your awkward Brian. So... Have fun with that. Also. <laughs> so anyway, since Brittany's out here, um, I will be covering this episode. So hopefully you guys enjoy. If not, that's okay too. Um, she'll be back hopefully next week with a brand new, not alien, uh, laptop that is bent on destroying humankind. Anyway. So, since Brittany isn't here, I'm going to be just sticking to the creepy stuff this week. So, this week in creepy news, um, this is funny. So, a thief, thieves in India return, uh, I guess, treasures that they stole from a temple, um, claiming that they were having terrible nightmares, um, and the story, I got the story from The Guardian, Ooh, of all places. <laughs> so a gang of thieves. <clears throat> so I guess they stole like over a, a dozen idols from uh, a Hindu temple. And they, 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 they return them. They return them like, um, I'd say like the week after. I think that's what it says. It says um, yeah, yeah. A week after, <clears throat> so they stole 16, actually, they stole 16 statues. And a week later, 14 of those statues come right back to that temple. And they're like, okay, but there's a note. There's a note on on the statues. And it says, um, we have not been able to sleep, eat, and live peacefully. We are fed up with the scary dreams and are returning your valuables. <clears throat> and this just reminds me of, you know, that, uh, God, I, I always forget where it's at, but I, mean, I always forget what it's called. Um, but it's, uh, it's in Hawaii. It's, um, you know, whenever you take like, a, a, like the, the tour guys, they tell you, don't take anything from this spot. Like, and they, they tell you, I'm taking anything from the spot. We have letters 
from people who have taken things from this spot and they send them stuff back. They either had to travel back to to put the rock back that they took or whatever they took, even if it's something t- uh, some some grains of sand. Um, they willingly took it and they got cursed and they cannot live peacefully. So they sent the shit back. Don't do it. Don't just like when someone says don't take something from somewhere or if you if you think, hey, this church or, you know, this temple, they have a lot of really, really valuable looking things. And you're a thief. I mean, and if you're a thief and you think this and you think like, yo, this stuff looks nice. I can make a pretty penny off of this. Don't take it. Don't take it. Don't like, you're going to get like, and it's probably not a curse. It's probably like the, the God, uh, a, their God, a God, um, or an idol, one of the idols, already, um, and it's, it's like, yo, put this back. You know, you did wrong. Just put it back. I'm going to like, I'm, I'm going to torture you for a little bit because you, you, you're fucked up, but either way, don't take things. Don't take things that aren't yours. Just don't steal. Like that's a that's a crime. This is a crime. This is a crime slash creepy story. Okay, today. Um, but yeah, that's what I got for the creepy news. Onwards to the the story of the week. Okay, so I kind of went down a rabbit hole while researching this topic. So I talked about the Dybbuk box last week. The Dybbuk box last week. And it just got me thinking about, like, the first haunted, like, eBay story I talked about, uh, which was the haunted painting, The Hands That Resist Him. And I was like, hmm, I'm sure there are other haunted paintings or paintings that, like, just give us like the, the chills like they give off creepy vibes and they just <laughs> they just they just that's what they do they just give you the chills and you, when you think about them in the back of your head it's just like uh, gross 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 um so this hole went deep and i found and i know I, look I, I said i went down deep though but like and I did, but I'm going to be talking about just two paintings today um, that are extremely interesting. And, like, they're filled with spooks. So, please, join me on my journey to check out some creepy, creepy paintings. So, I honestly didn't know which one to, uh, which one to choose to talk about first, since they're both very very interesting very intriguing they're just just looking at them and the stories behind them they are they're great so i picked i picked the first the first one i picked is one that's less less of a haunted painting and more of like a unsettling creepy you know what i mean creepy painting. it's it's just it, it just doesn't make you feel 
okay. I mean, it's okay. It's a great looking painting, but it, you know, I'm saying that it doesn't mean that it is because I have weird taste. So this painting is titled, I don't want to be a bride anymore. Uh, so there is another, uh, another title for well, another name that this painting goes by, but it, um, I'll talk about that later. <laughs> But this painting is um, made by Yuku Tatsushima. And let me tell you, finding any information about this woman is um, very, very hard. Because she has very little social presence. And the, pa the painting, it's like the painting I'm talking about itself. <clears throat> is just one, just one of many, 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 many paintings of hers. <clears throat> and I'm going to say many, but there, there are a lot. Like she does paintings and she does sculptures um, that are very graphic and unsettling and <clears throat> just weird looking. So I will be leaving a link in the bio to. Oh, why did I say that? I'm talking about. I'm talking like I'm freaking TikToker. Um, <laughs> I will be leaving a link in the description. Uh, where to find these paintings that I'm talking about? Uh, just pictures of them. Uh, but okay, let me let me start talking about this one. So this is a painting, obviously, like by, from the title. It's a painting of a bride. Um, she's wearing, you know, a, a, I, think, I, I believe it's a Japanese uh, wedding kimono. It's white. It's a white dress. Um, and the woman in this painting. So the painting, the background of the painting, it's, uh, it's red and black. It's all basically all red, has black etches on the on the back um the woman though she stands out because of her elongated neck like it's very long and then her eyes her eyes they will be in your your dreams later i swear if you look at this painting um her eyes are very very wide and she has no nose but she has black lips and everything everything in this painting is just very very unsettling just looking at it it sends chills it sends chills up my spine and like I wish I was better at describing things and I do apologize for that, but I don't know how else to describe this. Like, I'm like I said, I'm going to leave a link to her paintings uh, in the description. But so, like I said, the, the painting <clears throat> it's made by a woman whose her name is uh, Yuku Tatsushima, Tatsushima, um, and. 
so it goes to this website, right? That I found that has all her artwork. It, and she's not only an artist. Well, actually, I think all oh, this is art. So she's not only a painter. She, I, I've seen their links to like seeing that she she's made dolls and she's made sculptures and she does some modeling as well. And on his website, it's all in uh, Japanese. So if you're on Google Chrome or Safari or whatever the heck you use, just make sure it, it translates your page for you. <clears throat> because, and, or, or unless you, you know, you speak and read Japanese and good for you. I'm learning. Okay. I got that. I got that. Um, Duolingo. I got that 20 day streak on Duolingo. Anyway, <clears throat> so on one of the, on, <clears throat> on one of the links, <clears throat> it does give you like a very short bio of her. Um, so it says she was born in Tokyo in 1974. Uh, 1998, she graduated from the Department of Painting. Uh, I guess Department of Painting Women's Art University. Um, in 1999, she had her solo painting ex exhibitions. Um, and she has like, it just lists a lot of her, uh, exhibitions that she has. It doesn't really go too much into detail. Um, it does. I think the last one it mentions that she had was in 2007. It was an exhibition that she had. It was a solo exhibit, uh, art exhibition. Or painting exhi exhibition, excuse me. But she's been in other ones, apparently. Um, and I'm trying to read this. It says, Eater and Bursts, Dread Magazines, I guess. It's all broken up. Really weird. But yeah. Um, so anyway. Back to her website. Um if you go to her website, the first thing you see is is uh, I guess a staticy TV, and like this, just the website is just very itself is creepy because the, in in all the the button links that you can push is the picture I'm talking about. It's her face. It's the face of this bride who doesn't want to be a bride anymore. Um, and it's a very famous. Very famous uh, picture. Oh, I can't be a bride anymore. My bad. That's what it's called. I don't want to be a bride anymore. I can't be a bride anymore. Um, and it's very, very famous. And some of you who will go and look at this website will see this painting and you're like, you know, this looks familiar. Why does it look so familiar to me? Have I seen it in my dreams? Um, I hope not. Um, <laughs> the reason why it looks so familiar to you is because it's actually from, okay, it's, this picture is used in a creepypasta. Um, this, this picture is not from a creepypasta. It is used in a creepypasta though. And the creepypasta is titled, uh, Tomino's Hell. And that is what a lot of people know this painting as, uh, Tomino's Hell. And let me tell you, 
This is where the cursed, haunted stuff starts happening. So for anybody who goes to look up uh, this creepypasta Tomino's Hell, the first thing you'll see is exactly what I've been trying to describe this whole time, uh, and that is this painting of the woman, um, I can't be a bride anymore. And I'm not sure why they used the painting for this story. I mean, I'm glad they did because it's a creepy, 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 uh, creepy photo, uh, painting. But anyway, so it's a creepy pasta, right? And it's about this poem. And this poem is believed to be cursed. So if you read this poem out loud, you will die or bad things will happen to you or to people that you love. I believe that's how it goes. Um, so this is a real poem. Uh, obviously, I mean, it's written down. So <laughs> it was written by a person, a real person, real person. Uh, his name is uh, Saijo Yaso. And he wrote this during or after World, um, World War World War One, and this poem is aptly titled "Tomino's Hell." Um, and this poem that when he wrote it, what it's like, what it's really about. It's uh, it's believed that like it's uh, it's symbolic for like his feelings of loss because I believe he he lost his sister or his father during the war, so. It's um, it's weirdly written. Like some people say, it is written like a, it would be a curse. But like, if you read this, just read it to your like not out loud, but read it in your mind. Um, because I I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to be the cause for anybody. <laughs> Because I said, read this poem. Read it right now. Read it to yourself. Read it out loud. Don't read it out loud. Please don't. Um, it's, it's, I don't know, it's not worth it. <laughs> so there are um, different variations of the story. And the myth behind this poem. Or the meaning behind this poem. Um, and it's creepypasta, though. I believe it's just a... A young girl who reads this poem out loud, and then she just dies right after, like, like not right after, but you know, a little bit after she's read this poem. But the poem itself, um, people speculate that the person in the person in this uh, the person in this poem, who, whose, whose name is uh, Tomino was either a boy or girl, it's not specified, um, was either in a abusive family or you know, sisters were just abusive to her. They teased her, tormented her, tortured her. Um, or it's a poem about a boy who went through a journey through hell or... 
a girl who's just a murderer who murders her parents and it's it's it has to do something. It has, it has something to do with family. I know it has something to do with family. I, myself, I'm not a poet. I'm not really one that who would be um, down for analyzing someone's poems. I'm just like, I read it. I'm like, oh, you know what? This is good. This is a good poem. <laughs> this is, you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not the type that, um, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not a scholar or educated. I'm not cultured enough. For that stuff. So yeah, you read it. You read it and you tell me what you think. Don't read it out loud. Just read it to yourself. By yourself. To yourself. Not aloud. In your head. Okay? Um, anyway. In 1974, there's a movie that came out that's based off of this poem. And it's it's uh, translated. And it means... It it's, it's made in, Jap- in Japan, of course. And... The translation uh, roughly means to die in the countryside. That's what the title is. And it's made by Teriyama uh, Shuji. And, um, spoiler alert, this director, or the writer and the director, um, he dies after this movie is made and some people speculate that it's because of this poem that he made the movie off of. So, yeah. And like I said, it's an, it's an urban legend that's, that is surrounding this poem. And it's that if you read it out loud, you will get in trouble, (laughs) serious trouble. Like, Serious accidents, and it's just think of anything that will happen, like car crash, you fall down, you die, you get sick, whatever. Um, and a lot of people have reported that this happening to some. Of course, it's, it's always how urban legends goes. This happens to somebody I knew. They read this poem out loud, and a day later, she was dead, or he was dead. You know. And it's it's a trope of urban legends, of course. So another trope of urban legends is filming yourself doing such a thing, like such a thing, like like uh, for instance, there in NPA, there's um, something called the Seven Gates of Hell in Hell on PA. Um, and, you know, people would go driving down this road to find the seven gates of this old abandoned uh, mental institution. And, you know, they'd film each other or like people going to Centralia and just filming themselves going there. Or just people like at sleepovers doing like the Bloody Mary uh, challenge or Candyman stuff, stuff like that. So... There were people who, um, I guess they film themselves or they film their, their friends reading this poem out loud and just, I guess nothing happened at this time, but it's, it's supposed, like, I guess that this curse is supposed to happen like randomly to different people, but, um, 
I'm not sure. I wouldn't chance it. But of course, like teenagers, kids, the the I'll be like, I bet you, bet you any amount of money, if if TikTok got a hold of this, there'd be TikTok trends of people reading Tomino's Hell, like the poem in its entirety, and I just like I don't know, people, you know, kids are crazy. They, they do crazy things. So, um, yeah. Don't chance it. I mean, if you want to, uh, I'll leave. <laughs> I'll leave the poem in the description. I'll I'll um, copy that into the description so you guys can read it if you want to. Um, read it to yourselves. Not not no. Actually, you know what? I'll leave a link to wherever you can find it. Okay, or just look it up yourself. I don't want to. I don't want to put that on. I don't want to put that evil onto anybody. Okay. I ain't, I ain't Ricky Bobby. I ain't putting that evil on nobody. So <laughs> that's the first painting I was talking about today. Uh, second one coming up is the second one coming up is more more haunted and also unsettling. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a creepy painting. I saw it and I was like, I don't know why anybody want to uh, like paint that. But obviously, um, I just talked about Yuko Tatsushima and her paintings. So, like, oh, by the way, if you see her paintings, they like they give off a very um, uh, what's this Junji Ito vibe. You know what I mean? It's 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 uh, just the I guess this body horror would be like a, a great description for that. I think. But yeah, it's um, it gives off that vibes. Anyway, the next painting I'm talking about is titled "The Anguished Man," which is supposedly one of the most haunted paintings ever. Oh, and also, I, I hate going backwards. I'm sorry, but um, I know you guys want me to get to the point. Either way, I, I just got to say. So the, the hole that I went down to like looking up Tomino's Hell or um, y- Yuko Tatsushima. Um, at first, like I was watching, I think Jack Septicai was doing some type of like Let's Play, and I forget what the game is called, but I think Radio Station, I think that's what it was called, um, and it's, it's a Japanese horror game. And I was, I, for some reason, like a psycho I am, I went down in the comments and I'm just like reading the comments and stuff. And someone mentions uh, something about like Yuko Tatsushima. And I'm like, who the heck is that? What does this have to do with that? Um, so I look her up and I'm just like, okay, what's this? And I, I look up the poem, uh, Tomino Sao, because it's mentioned in the game. And I looked that up, and I saw the, the painting, and I was like, oh. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what does that do with Yuko? And I go to her website, and I was like, oh, 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 this is what it has to do with her. Oh, my God. And, then like, all of her paintings are there, and this one is included. And, God damn, they are creepy. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I'm I don't like going backwards. I know you guys want me to get to the point of the story, but hey, look, I like to ramble. Some I don't like to ramble. I do not like to ramble. I just go on tirades about 
different things that I, uh, that are interesting to me. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, the next painting I'll be talking about is the Anguished Man, and the artist of this painting is unknown. And there is a creepy story attached to this as well. Um, so if you guys would indulge me in letting me read today for you, um, I will read you the backstory of this painting. Okay, so it starts off. My grandmother has this painting in her attic for 25 years. She said it was evil. She told us she used to see the dark figure of a man around the house, and at night she heard strange noises and crying. She told me the artist committed suicide shortly after finishing it, and that he had used his own blood mixed with the oils for this painting. <clears throat> after she died, we got the painting. It is currently in our basement. Shortly after we got the painting... Various members of the family started seeing a dark figure of a man. At night, oh, excuse me, hold on. I had to sneeze. I'm sorry. So anyway, um, where is I? At night, we began hearing noises, and just recently, we have heard crying and moaning. The painting is still in our house. And although I never believed in the supernatural, I am now convinced there is something evil about this painting. Um, and a video of the painting can be seen here is what he writes. So this is from this guy who has this painting. And his name is Sean Robertson, Robinson. And he made a YouTube channel for this painting. And, you know, <laughs> your boy, <laughs> I had to go and watch this, this painting. Because I guess what he was doing, um, while he, what he was doing was filming this painting and, like, leaving it, you know, leaving a camera running and just watching this painting throughout the night. Um, and on one of the videos that I watched... It's very, it's very, very interesting, I guess you can say. Um, in, in the video, you can hear noises, um, like things dropping around, like in the room that the painting is in, um, or loud bangs going on. Um, the door in, the, in whatever room this painting is in, it slowly starts to shut by itself. And not slowly. I'd say it's like kind of swings shut by itself. And a lot of people have said like this is, you know, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. Because, I don't know, maybe he tied a string to the door and he just pulled it and that happened. And maybe. <laughs> so he goes on to say that the noises have been getting worse. We have heard crying from the corner of our bedroom. We started seeing the dark figure sitting at the bottom of the bed, just staring at us. Um, it seems to be a middle-aged man. His features are not very clear. 
As a former skeptic, I'm very curious. So I'm moving the painting to into our bed. <laughs> He's moving the painting into the bedroom. It's the same thing that happened in, in the hands that resist him. Um, why would you move the painting that is unsettling and creepy and definitely haunted into your bedroom? Like in the, the hands that resist him, when I talked about it, they moved the painting into the daughter's bedroom for some reason. I don't know why. Like, why would you put that in the kid's bedroom? And then, so th- these people, um, Sean, he's moving this painting into his bedroom for reasons, I guess. So, I guess the reason is that like he was trying to um, record this painting, and I don't, I don't, I don't know why you record it in your bedroom though. That's just weird. So anyway, he moves the painting into uh, one of his spare bedrooms and he starts recording it there and you know he records over his three nights and I guess for like four hours a per night he did this so he he started recording like at 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. I don't I wouldn't wake up just to stop recording I just leave it go till I woke back up but you know it is what it is do what you want to do, buddy. <laughs> so on the second night, um, he says approximately at 3.25 a.m., I recorded the painting suddenly falling over, and immediately afterwards, a small orb is visible just above the painting. Now, there were no drafts in the room, and the painting would stood was stood at an angle against the wall, so it should not have been able to... Um, to tip over by itself. I also experienced the strange mist again at the top of the stairs. So this this mist he's talking about, um, it's it's something I guess him and his family have seen. It's a dark mist that is in sort of like a shape of a person. And the first time like they saw it, at the top of their stairs is where it always manifests. And the first time he saw it, you know, he walk, he starts to walk towards it, but it just disappears as soon as, as soon as he gets close to it. Um, but this one, he says, I also experienced a strange mist again at the top of the stairs. It was like I was suddenly surrounded by smoke and I became very cold. But then it just vanished as quickly as it came. Just really, really creepy. So afterwards, uh, there there were no updates from Sean for uh, about two years. Um, and then he updates again. So he says, I've recently... Uh, Temporarily moved in with my parents and obviously, obviously took the painting with me because, you know, obviously, why the hell not? Um, it was only in the house for a few days when the noises started. The same noises I had previously experienced. Then on the third night, my father fell down the stairs. Same as my son did at the other house. Uh, thankfully, he was unhurt, but I have now moved the painting back into storage which I mean 
if you're temporarily moving into someone, I'd, I'd put the, the thing. The thing that I would not bring is the haunted painting. Like, I would put that in storage with my other stuff. Haunted painting, it's fine. And it's funny. I think this he he's his family has had this painting, had had this his painting. I'm pretty sure he still has it. But um, they've had the painting for about. 30 years 30 40 years i believe his grandmother had it passed it down to him and when you watch the youtube videos you can see that you know there's there's some um i guess uh wear and tear of the painting i guess you could call that um some of the paint is chipping um and stuff like that but it's in like a really well conditioned like it's really well maintained uh painting for it being like a really old painting for not being like you know taken care of all like that um so he gets in touch with i guess a paranormal investigator his name was john is i keep saying was not not past tense i'm sorry his name is john blackburn um and i and i guess he had a partner is ian lawman and they ran the Mysteria Paranormal Group. Um, so he says, taking the painting to some of the allegedly most haunted locations in the UK, including 35, including 35 Stonegate at York and Collingham Castle in New North Northumberland. So I'm not sure. Yeah, UK. I'm going to check that out. Um, so it was on the evening of May 18th, 2013, at Chillingham Castle, that a group of people experienced events that were both terrifying and unexplained. None of the guests were prepared for what was about to happen in the early hours of Sunday morning. The room went icy cold when a large, dark figure appeared in the middle of the seance circle. A large wooden bench banged on the floor of it, its own accord in response to John Blackburn's questions to the painting. Then, suddenly, the bench was flipped upside down violently by what was believed to be John Sage, one of the Culling- one of Cullingham's castle's resident powerful spirits, who we think was showing his anger to a foreign, uninvited spirit to his castle. John Blackburn stated it was the strangest experience in all his years of investi- investigation. There were at least 20 witnesses to these events. And, yeah, that was, <laughs> that, that, that was, I guess, I don't know, don't, this is like, okay, how you bring this guy up? Because, like, you know, I don't like talking about him, but this is like, um, episode of freaking ghost adventures when um zach brings the haunted doll i who who did he have i'm I'm not sure if it was robert or god i i think it was robert no is it robert the doll or peggy um I don't think you'd take Peggy. No, I don't think she'd like that. Um, but it, he took a haunted doll to the island of the dolls, right? And 
like in the beginning of the episode, he talks to like this media, uh, this medium, and she's like, "Yo, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't take a haunted thing like this that probably has a demon inside of it to a haunted location where there are ghosts there that probably won't like that." There's a foreign thing there, but he did it anyway, and they did not have a good night. Is from what I remember, is that he, it sucked for them. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> now you'll see on his YouTube uh, channel <clears throat> that he he was updating, I guess, uh, semi regularly. About this painting, um, his last update was about four years ago, uh, 2017. Um, nothing major, but he did mention that, like, I guess this is like a new thing, that people who, who view this painting, they, they, they get a sense of, like, nausea, or they start, you know, feeling uneasy, sick, headache, stuff like that, um... But it's fun. It's 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 cool because on his YouTube channel, there's another I guess ghost hunting team that is in the UK that went there, um, went to his house to you know spend the night with the anguished man painting, and that is over. How many parts is this? It's uh, about three part three four parts. Of um, just them there with the Englishman. I have not watched it, um, but I will add that to my watch, my YouTube watch list later on. Oh goodness gracious! So I also I never mentioned what this this painting looks like, which is funny because I mentioned the other painting in in, in Brian detail. Um, said a great detail. It was Brian detail. Um. This is just a painting of, like, it's 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 a painting of a man who's, it looks like he's in anguish. He has a wide open screaming mouth. Um, not like the scream painting, but it's, it's a close-up of a, you know, a man who's bald, no hair, no features, really. He's just eyes, mouth, body, head, screaming. And the coloring of this painting is very, it's very, it's, I mean, it's a painting. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. It's just like the color, the colors that are mixed together on the painting make it look kind of unsettling. And I can see how his grandmother could say that, like, it was probably blood mixed in with the oil paintings. Which, by the way, this is, okay, so this bugs me. I'm not even, like, this bugs me. His grandmother said that nobody knew the artist, right? But she said that the artist killed himself and... Use his own blood for the painting, ma'am. How did you know? How did you know all this if nobody knew the artist? Tell me. Uh, I she can't tell me. I had to some you know do Ouija board to talk to her now because she's not. 
she's not with the living anymore. <laughs> but it's just like it's stories like this. It was like, okay, well, you said nobody knew the the artist, but how does she know that he killed himself and that the painting was made with his blood? I'm surprised they haven't got to test it to see if there's actually like blood mixed in with it. I'm not sure if you can do that actually. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I don't know. But this is all the time I have today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to me ramble on about haunted paintings and creepy stories without Miss Brittany here. Um, like I said, she will be back next week, hopefully. Um, and we won't have any complications with recording next week. Um, so if you like listening to us and you want to like, I don't know, support us or whatever, um, we do have merch, which I love saying, uh, we have merch and it's at our website when killers get caught dot shop. And we have t-shirts, mugs, stickers. I love stickers. Um, We have sweaters, hoodies. I have a nice cropped hoodie that I like to wear around. I have sort of a dad bod going on. But, like, I, I... you know what I mean? I, I don't care. I'll still... I'll rock that. I'll rock a cropped hoodie. Um, We don't have underwear yet. I'm, I'm working on that one. Um, But... Yeah, and also, we're also, of course, on Patreon. Um, if you want to, like, give us, I don't know, like, a dollar. I don't think you can give 50 cents, but definitely give us a dollar um, if you want to support us. If you think, you know, what we're doing is awesome and you like hearing us, you like hearing Brittany tell these creepy tales. Not creepy tales, but you like hearing her tell these true crime stories about these horrible people who do these horrible things. And they give you sad feelings inside. And then you like hearing me go on my my rambles about cryptids and the supernatural <laughs> whatnot. Uh we are patreon.com and it's just Willie Killers Get Caught. And you can always email us at caughtpodcast at gmail dot com if you have any questions and concerns or you wanna give us stories to read or you wanna give Brittany some ideas on who she should cover next. Or give me ideas on who I should cover next. But yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening and have a great weekend. Bye bye.